1: who I have wanted to have on this show for a while. I can't stress enough, man. I love the work that these guys do. We got Neil and Matt from C-Ray UK. How you guys doing today?
0: You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central,
2: your number one place for all Chicago Bulls news and content.
1: Uh, Good, thank you. How are you? I'm living, man. I'm living. frustrated at this team, but I'm living.
2: Right. Yeah, all good. Obviously, just been saying about
1: how tired we are, but that's nothing new. <laughs> For sure. I appreciate I don't think when we scheduled this that – I don't even think we knew the Bulls would be playing on Friday, but uh, I, I appreciate you guys after staying up to 3 a.m. Uh, stay up late on a Saturday, too, to come in and, and rock with me, man. Uh, speaking of that, how would you guys feel about the Bulls' performance? We're, we're less than 24 hours removed from the Bulls being eliminated by the Miami Heat. Uh, how would you guys feel about that game?
3: I'll let
2: you go, Matt. Um, I mean, anyone who listens to our podcast, I've, I've been out on the team since Christmas. Um, I've been ready for the season to finish. But yeah. as we've just been saying, sick of watching this Bulls team lose. Um, since the All Star break, obviously, it's, yeah, it's been a lot better. But yeah, last night, um, I was well and truly back in. You know, I was, I was hyped for it. And it, if it had that game seven feel about it and that's how it felt when we lost because it was do or die yeah. um so obviously losing it, it 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 hurt last night and it was me and neil we we, we were chatting till about what half four morning, yeah. you know, um and we just yeah we were deflated exhausted um what I expected that's yeah that was, that was the worst thing about it i think
3: yeah yeah, I think I think that's the saddest thing about it, really, is, you know, as been all season long with this team, they, they reel you in to the point where you start thinking, OK, maybe we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it seems like every time you start climbing back up a little bit again, they let you down with such a bang. And, and and last night was an absolute example of that fall off from the edge of the cliff. It was It was a sad way to go out, I thought.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it, it sucks because, like, everything, you know, the story around that, the Bulls were 3-0 against the Miami Heat and how well we played. I'm like, man, I, I just feel like this it's going to end. I, I was, of course, predicting the Bulls win just because I'm a homer, but it just felt like it was the, the we opened the season with a win against the Miami Heat. We end the season with a loss against Miami Heat. It's just it, – it's a microcosm of how the season's been, man, and watching that game – you know the Bulls uh, taking the lead briefly, and uh, and it did feel like that. Hey, maybe they're gonna ride out this momentum. But you know Jimmy Butler just went into a level, and the Bulls didn't have anything to combat it, man. But uh, to your point, like I'm, I was ready for the season to be over, honestly, for a while, just because I, I really want to see what AK is gonna do. I, I like I, we we have to improve this roster uh, drastically, and I'm not not saying blow it all up or anything like that. But I just I really want to see you know all the talk that AK does and he even said it today in the press conference like oh we, well the, the city deserves more the fans deserve more than the team at 500 okay now you have to show that though it's easy to say it but like you have to you have to you have to do something right and so I'm hoping mm-hmm. that we improve in, in a in a ma- major way this offseason for sure mm-hmm.
3: yeah I absolutely agree with you um I was just listening to AK speaking before I came on to you here and uh Yeah, at the moment, it feels like a lot of lip service, a lot of the right thing that needs to be said, that saying what people need to hear. But we need to see action now, and hopefully this offseason is going to present that for us.
1: Yeah, for sure. We need a lot of action. When you guys look at this roster, is there anybody that you kind of think, has to come back, you want to see back that you want to see gone. You know, a lot of a lot of Bulls fans, it seems like a lot of a lot of hate gets thrown towards Vooch. I don't necessarily blame as much on Vooch as people say. He even said at his conference today, he wants to come back. Now that could be lip service. No one's gonna sit there and say, Yeah, I'm out of here. But uh <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys how do you guys feel about this roster and like how how would you kind of like to see it reshape?
2: Um yeah, I I'm not a, a Vooch hater by any means. He, I find him the most frustrating player on the roster. Mm. Um, I think we need him to come back because who else is there out there that fills his role? Um, and I think that's got to be the priority: is sorting out Vouch and then the point guard position, obviously yeah. with Lonzo and everything that's going on with that. Because uh, obviously that's that's what held us back all year: is waiting on Lonzo to come back when yeah. when everyone knew he wasn't gonna. As for who else comes back, we've got to re-sign Kobe. Yeah, um, you know he's. If, if we don't re-sign him, I think Bulls Nation will just implode. Um, unless we get something good as a sign and trade for him, which I don't know how much value he's got around the league. To be fair, I mean he's he's valuable to us, but does everyone else around the league see that? Um, as for that, you know you've got Zach and Damar. If we're going to change things, it's got to be one of them that goes, I think. And I think everything points towards DeMar. Um, age, obviously, expiring deal next year. Uh, apart from that, obviously, it's just role play, isn't it? Ios are going to be a big one as well. You know, what do we do with him? He's, because he's he's had a bad year. I mean, what was it, last night? He got less than five minutes and nothing. Zero, he zero, airballed zero.
1: that shot and was out. <laughs>
2: yeah Yeah. and uh, but you know we've seen before when we give up on these youngsters what ends up happening so we've kind of got to bring him back but sort of develop him at the same time and I don't think we can develop him and P Will at the same time I've, I said at the start of the season that having him and P Will as starters just wasn't going to work mm. because we were expecting too much out of P Will but we needed a lot more out of Io as well so um, and I know obviously you keep saying about Giovanni Green I mean if you can see the jersey he's <laughs> he's, he's my guy yeah. Um, yeah I think he's gone unfortunately Yeah. Um, I don't know if the fact that we've kind of shut him down without actually saying we're shutting down at the end of the season might help re-sign him might lower his value a little bit I don't know but you know he deserves to get paid for how he was before his injury
1: yeah. but yeah
2: yeah, yeah, everyone else, uh, yeah,
1: I'm a
3: bit, so what?
1: <laughs> Definitely understand that. How you feeling, Neil?
3: Yeah, I I'm, I mean, myself and Matt, we often, we often have very similar wavelengths in the way we think and the way we talk about the, the team. And I think De Mar is the most realistic option if we are going to break up the, the big three. Um, I don't think that there is a, a, at least an obvious option to replace Vooch with for what he brings to the table. And for what we we're going to get him for, <clears throat> hopefully we'll get him on a on a, a team-friendly deal of some description. Um, if we do re-sign him, um, I, I do think Demar is the one to go. I think I think we're locked in on on Zach at this stage, um, and hopefully we'll be able to put together some sort of a package with Demar that brings enough back into the core that we can that we can uh, restructure more than rebuild this team.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, I think restructure is going to be the way to go. And uh, to Matt's point, like, I, I think Kobe, it's it's crazy like the year and a half Kobe's had, right? Most Bulls fans yeah. wanted him traded by the trade deadline last season for a big. And he he went into the offseason, to his credit, completely worked on his game. And now I look at him and I'm like, and I didn't, I one of my first big videos to blow up since I started this channel was last season and before the season, I said the Bulls would be crazy to trade Kobe White. And Bulls fans thought I was crazy for saying that. And now it's like, I love the way that he's developed. I love how he's added to his game. And I also think that AK, even though a lot of those weren't players that he drafted, saw how many players left this Bulls team and then developed. You don't want to continue to see that. We don't want to keep being the team that drafts these young players, give up on them, and send them away. So I I really hope Kobe's back. I I, I think he's definitely played his way in the earning uh, contract. You just never know in the league, but it really does seem like a foregone conclusion. I don't know what else you can ask for him. He's giving you everything you can need.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at one point we were relying on Kobe Kobe to just be uh, this streaky shooter. And he, like you say, worked on his game so much that he he now has developed into a two-way point guard, really. You know, he's opened up the floor. The game seems to have slowed down for him. He seems to see the plays a lot better than he had previously. And um, he's he's shooting the ball, maybe not as well as he was, but his all-round game, And most importantly, his defence is just, it's, it's so much better.
1: Yeah. He's one of the best on-ball defenders on the team now. Like it's it's wild to see, and even off-ball, like he just he's way more active, I mean, you can tell he's playing with a level of confidence. And we've seen players before. Once you get confident in what you can do and your ability, that's when your game really starts growing exponentially, season after season. So I'm I'm was happy to see that, that confidence come uh, get built in him this season, and I can't wait to see how he uses that as a platform to continue building his game on. Now, Matt, you said something about Javante, man, and I love Javante Green. He's a he's a Chicago Bulls type player. But I think yeah. the yeah, the writing does seem like it's on the wall that he's probably gonna be gone. Like you said, unless the injury lowers that value and we can keep him, but even then, I just don't know. No. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
2: you know, is he, it's kind of easy replaceable as well in, yeah. for, in terms of what we need, you know, because he's not a shooter. Um, he's not really three and easy, do you know what I mean? And that's, that's what we need. Um, going into next season so it's a shame to see him go because he, he is that energy off the bench but I think maybe that's where Dalen comes in next year
1: it's mm-hmm. a good point too
2: you know obviously we've just got to work out what we're doing with him you know is he a point guard is he a three you just don't know because we haven't seen enough of him mm-hmm. but when we do see him he is like a Givante Green but with the stat pad in the Lonzo ball you know he's just Bit of everything, and he'll chase the ball. He'll he just runs around like a lunatic out there, doesn't he? But if we can get that talent sort of under control, and I assume he's going to go work out with Damar if Demar's still here. And Demar said anyone under 24 is mandatory, he? so he'll be on his uh, LA boot camps. uh so, and we've we've seen the relationship he's got with Damar already. So,
0: yeah.
2: I think. Yeah, he's gonna suck losing Javante, but hopefully we can develop Dylan into that energy guy off the bench. I mean, he gives the energy on the bench whether he's playing or not, doesn't he? So yeah, all you know, dancing yeah. and so yeah, it's gonna suck losing him, but I think we've we can replace him quite easy with a position of need, and obviously we've got Dylan for the the, the spark and the energy. So
1: that's fair. And you mentioned position of need. One of the biggest positions of need, most people are going to think, is point guard. How do you guys think that the Bulls are going to address the point guard? Do you think they're just going to run it back with Pat Bev, maybe an additional signing? Do you think Kobe's going to get more of a chance at the point guard next season? Um, Lonzo pretty much primarily isn't going to be back next season unless something crazy happens. Or would you like to to see the Bulls kind of go out and get a big name point guard, use maybe a DeMar as a trade chip or whoever else to kind of bring that name in? Uh, Neil, I'll come to you first on this one. How are you feeling about that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it could go either way, really. It's it's very hard to kind of work out exactly what direction they're going to go with it. But, um, I mean, it, it is obviously an area of need. I mean, we're stacked at the one position, but at the same time, nobody really caters for the needs that we actually have. Um, we, we have plenty of combo guards more than a true point, And I think that's the problem. Um, even though I do think Kobe has developed a little bit more into more of a point guard, but I still don't know if he's ready to carry a team just yet. Um, hopefully, maybe if he works more, he, he might be able to work then as a one-two punch with Pat Bev uh, if we re-sign Pat Bev and keep him going forward. I think we all got kind of caught up in the Pat Bev effect and, and we all thoroughly enjoyed it. But mm. towards the end there, we started to see more of a Pat Bev, Pat Bev defect. And uh, unfortunately, that that was what, what we saw last night as well.
1: That's That's a great point, Matt. <laughs>
3: Yeah, um, I mean, I was really high on Pat Bev
2: uh, long before we was even linked with him. I said he was the sort of player we needed, um, just to hold people accountable and stuff like that. But as Neil says, as it's gone on, i am not fallen out of love with the idea of Pat Bev, but he's not the starter that we need, I don't, I don't think. Um, if we can bring him back on a vet minimum sort of deal, off the bench still got him there it, that kind of works as for kobe i mean it sounded like in the in the exit uh pressers that do, do want him to come back and mm. as it, i think it was billy who was saying that he sees him he could be that starting point guard so we've had this discussion me and neil on our own one and i love kobe i love what he's done um i actually had him down in our pre-season predictions has been our most improved player mm. so I've I've loved Kobe all year um, but for me the role he's got now is the role that he needs because he's it's as if he's finally found his role yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know and I think too much emphasis gets put on the starters as well you know because we saw Ayo starting and he was doing alright and then he just God knows what happened with him but for me, Kobe can have an influence on the game coming off the bench, like he has been doing. You know, that sixth man, whatever, which is what we wanted from Caruso to start with. You know, and obviously that change to him playing at the four. Um, but yeah, I think I think Kobe could do it, but it's not necessarily what we need um, in terms of signing somebody else. You know, who else is actually available that feels, you know. Because obviously we're tight on the cap as it is. Obviously we've got the Lonzo situation, which mm. we could free up some uh, some cap space with that. But obviously, bar Vooch, I think sorting the Lonzo thing out is the main priority. You know, we know he's not coming back next year, yeah, if at all, to be fair. And they've got to make a decision. You know, yeah, personal side of it, you feel for Lonzo. But basketball side, business side, it needs sorting out and sharpish so that we can move into next season and know where we're at.
1: That's a great point. Like, the Lonzo decision, if they do make the file, decide to file for either one of those exceptions, it kind of makes it more clear maybe the direction they're going in this off season. Um mm-hmm. And, and to your point, Matt, like it's just the business at this point. I love Lonzo, and I if I could have my way, I'd, I'd much rather have Lonzo ball back healthy and on this team. But at some point, you just have to make the the tough business decision and realize it's highly unlikely that he's going to be able to come back. He has 24 months left on his contract. The average time to recover from that injury, and that's not even to come back at a high level, is 18 months. And Lonzo's already a bit of a a slow uh, healer himself on on regular injuries. So it just seems like the writing's on the wall with that one that I I hate to say it, but if I had to bet, it's probably going to be that Lonzo ball doesn't play again, at least not for the bulls, but Hey, I'd love to be wrong on that one. I would love to be wrong.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've spoken about this before as well. And I, I feel really genuinely sorry for the kid. I mean, he, he's, he's a great, he seems to be a great guy. He was transformative when he was on the court for us. I mean, he was just, Exciting! He made this look very, very enjoyable to watch. Fast-paced transition ball, able to shoot from the three. It was everything we needed, and it seemed to pull everything together and put a nice little bow on top. But I mean, the facts are the facts, and this is a business. You know, taking the person side out of it and looking at it as a business, it's just it's just such an albatross around the neck of this team right now. Um, Financially, a position that's being a roster spot that's being taken up. And it just doesn't look like he's, he's going to be coming back, um, certainly not for next season anyway. Yeah,
1: and it's it sucks. some of the most exciting basketball that we played as as a team has been that little stretch, 33 game stretch we had with Lonzo Ball. And it just we've never quite gotten back to that level. Um, when you look at some of the other the younger players around this team, Patrick Williams is a name that's going to be. Um that's, a lot of Bulls fans it, it can be polarizing to some people feel one way some people feel another way with Pat. What do you guys sit on Patrick Williams overall especially like him at the 4 him at the 3 that conversation going on but just overall like at his ceiling right now. How how where, where do you guys view like Patrick Williams ceiling is considering now we have about 2 and a quarter season of seeing P will. Well yeah I thought you
3: might. <laughs> um I I I'm I have a massive love affair with Patrick Williams, okay. right? I, I love Patrick Williams. Um, he, he is very polarising, very frustrating, but I just see his ceiling as being so high. I think his biggest problem um, is his basketball IQ. Mm. Um, if, if he could just somehow raise his awareness on the court that little bit more and his decision-making, um, I think he could be an absolutely fantastic player for us going forward. I mean, he is built like an absolute tank. He doesn't realise sometimes how big he really is. Um, sometimes I get a little bit confused as to why he can't hold onto the ball when he's, he's got hands like shovels. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that, that aside from it, um, when he does something right and he does something well, that's when you really, really realise what he could potentially be. Um, it really excites me. Um I really hope he can develop into the player. I think he's going to be, and I think he will be for us. Uh, plus, I just love the arc on his shot. I don't know if you've seen on the, on social media, we always have a bit of a thing going on every time he hits a three. I love his sexy rainbow threes, and Matt always shouts <laughs> out to me, and I put the rainbows out, you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that three-point shot's become a weapon for him. Matt, how are you feeling about P-Will right now?
2: Uh Aside from Vuce, he's the most frustrating player on the roster for me. Yeah. Um, And it's just coincidence that them two have played all 82 games this year, or what was it, 84 now? Um, Yeah, I'm not as high high on him as Neil is, Um, and most of Bulls Nation, I think. I, I, I don't think he's going to be the player everybody thinks. You know, he's not Kawhi Leonard II. He's, I think, he's just going to be a solid role-player starter, however you want to wear. I don't think he's going to be a star. Um I hope he proves me wrong because we need somebody that we've developed into a star. But I think, you know, next year is going to be a big year for him. And if it doesn't show the improvements that we're all wanting, then, you know, Bulls Nation are going to turn on him quicker than, the you know, they do with everybody, every other player. Um. The potentials there, the, you know, like Neil says, is is a big body, the three point shots there, and he, to be fair, he looks better when Demar's not on the court. Yeah. yeah, and I think if obviously Demar is the player that goes this year or this off-season, that might improve P. Will, but then, it's yeah, you just don't know. It's it, it's the fact that he can put up a good game. And then disappear for the next two yeah that that's what frustrates me with him um and I'm, I'm not out on him by any means but i'm not high on him either he's just he's just there
1: that's you know, that's where i am with him he's, he's just there <laughs> my, my biggest hope for p will is that experience the thrill of march madness if you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today Um, that they try to prioritize him to a degree in the offense because you don't want to run into a situation again. At least I don't think where you, you have to try to ex- – because he's up for extension next summer. You don't want to have to extend him and still have all these questions on what can you be, right? So, like, even if you have to go – if you try to go through him, uh, 10 possessions, 8, 10 possessions a game, and just get a bigger sample size because we've seen it. Like if when Pete Wills engage, it helps him on offense and defense stay a little bit more engaged. He does need to be more aggressive. I would I would think that. But uh I kind of I kind of split the difference between you. I I do think that Pete Will still has super high ceiling, but I'm still fine. If Pete Will just turns into luau dang i'm happy with that at this point like that's somebody you can build around That's somebody who can be a 10-year starter for a unit and it helps the flexibility of how you build your team it's just it's really hard to get a, a buzz on Will when he's not confident he's not aggressive but then on top of that he doesn't get any plays called for him it's just it's just hard yeah. to really kind of tell what he can really be so
3: yeah i i agree with you and you know to the point of demar when demar's off the floor and P-Will is on the floor he seems to have that little bit more confidence in himself to to be more aggressive to be more attacking Uh, and um, I I think he kind of gives himself up to Demar and Zach when they're both on the floor together it's almost like he sees himself as the fifth option so therefore he takes that step back sits on the corner outside the three-point line and kind of waits for the game to come to him yeah whereas when they're not on the floor he's more uh, inclined to attack the rim and get into better positions so who knows
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully we'll see. One of the more encouraging parts of the Bulls' latter season, Now, after Pat Bev was was added, and really since December, I I always kind of say after the All-Star break, but really if you go look, Zach has been getting back in track since about mid-December. Zach Levine finally fully healthy. Yes, he had a terrible game against the Miami Heat, so it's kind of uh, weird timing to be talking about this, but how encouraging was it for you guys to see Zach Levine really bounce back in a meaningful way this season once he started trusting that knee and stuff again?
2: Yeah, I mean, we run um, like polls and stuff like that on on our accounts to find player of the month. You know who everyone thought was a player of the month for obviously December, January, whatever it is. And I think we actually went with him in as far back as December, didn't we, Neil? Yeah. Everyone else kind of went with Vooch, I think, at the time or Demar, whatever it was. But we kind of we've been there with Zach since sort of December, almost like you say, you know. You kind of think it's post all star break, but he, he was our best player, I think, before before that as well. We mm. A couple of months leading up to it. Um, at the, the Raptors game, you think, yeah, you would have got Max Levine, that's 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 what we needed to see. But then against Heat, we had Zach Levine, and it's like it seems like they're two different players. Um, obviously at the trade deadline, there was all the rumours coming out that he was going to Knicks and stuff like that and he kind of felt the problems on the team were Zach and especially after the, the was it the Magic game where he got sat and then obviously the blow-up in Minnesota and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, obviously that's all behind closed doors and we don't know officially what went on and stuff like that. But, um, I think in terms of the fact that we have maxed him um, and what March he just went off didn't he in March?
3: Yeah,
2: it a crazy month. Um, it, it shows that if we put the right players around him, then he's going to be that player we want him to be. And yeah, the Heat game just <laughs> yeah that 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 was a disappointment, especially after the Raptors game. Because um, all, all night we were just thinking, when's he going to? go off you know you're just thinking right you've had a slow start he's going to go off but just obviously didn't happen and I think yeah, a lot of that's down to the way Heat were were playing him Um rather than Zach not turning up because Zach didn't want to lose that game you know Zach wanted to be in the playoffs mm-hmm. and yeah I think I think if any any kind of a rebuild it's going to be around Zach to be fair because we've maxed him and He's shown back end of the season the player he actually is. I think.
0: Yeah, That's
3: right. yeah. Uh, I I think as well. A lot of people seem to get lost on the fact that Zach came into this season still injured. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was still recovering from injury, um, and it took him a while to get his feet under him. Uh, and once once he did, we started to see kind of shadows of it to begin with, um, and then he really started feeling it towards the end of last year and into 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 the new year and. I mean, a fully fit, fully healthy Zach Levine is a scary prospect for the opposition. And it's great to see. And and that's the kind of player you can build a team around. And, and what I loved, and we talked about this too, was when we, when we beat Toronto um, the other night, when the cameras panned around to Zach, you could just see Zach mouthing, let's go to Miami. Mm -hmm. And and that's that, that was the Zach that you, you love to see. Now, Okay, unfortunately, it didn't pan out that way for a finish. But still, you could see he had that fight and that adrenaline rushing through him that he wanted to go to Miami. He wanted to get that game done because he wanted to go into the playoffs. And he's getting a lot of heat right now. And it's a shame to see, Uh, you know, uh, it's a pity it's ended that way for him this season.
1: Yeah, that, it, like it, it sucks, and you know, Bulls fans, and how reactive we can be as a fan base. And I know that there's been tons of overreactions about Zach Levine's game, and it, it sucked to have. I don't want to act like I like I'm excusing it. It, it sucked that that's the last performance and that how he ended the season. But best believe, Zach didn't want that season to end that way, and I think he's going to come mm-hmm. out really. I think. He's going to build off how he ended the season, not against Miami, unfortunately, but how he ended it on the last stretch of that season. And really, we're going to see a healthy Zach on the outside of, outside the, whoa, I can't talk today, on oh, the start of <laughs> the next season. And I think that, that that the Bulls are going to start off with a on a much better platform than what they did. Um, yeah, so hopefully, let's hope so, man. Let's hope yeah. so. And I, I hope Vooch back to, I really hope Vooch is back, man. I love Vooch, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope
3: so too. And <laughs> I, I think like we, we always talk about when they run the game through Vooch, especially to begin with, at the start of a game. Yeah. And it's working, it's always frustrating when they come away from that then because do you know, if it's working, why stop doing it? Play it until it stops and then come away from it. Don't come away from it before it stops working.
1: That's a fact. That's a fact. Well, all right, enough about this team. I want to talk about you guys a little bit, man. Is that okay? Can we get yeah. a little personal? Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> How'd you guys why become not? Bulls fans? Hello, you go first, Neil? Uh, yeah,
3: I mean, I, I grew up in, in England, I live in Ireland now, but uh, I grew up in England watching the 90s Bulls and fell in love with this bald-headed guy that was doing these amazing things <laughs> in the air and uh, as you can see, I've got the Jordan jersey behind me, massive Michael Jordan fan and and he pulled me in and that was it, I was hooked. Uh, the good, the bad and the ugly, Bulls fan for life.
2: So, Yeah, it's pretty much the same, uh, the 90s Bulls fan sort of waned a little bit it was hard to keep up with you know from europe and stuff like that it, you know with before the internet um but always always kept in touch as much as i could growing up um, and then as i got older I, I joined the military and i served out in afghan with the us forces and that sort of pulled me right back in to be fair you know the just working alongside them um and it was a sort of time D Rose time as well, uh, when I was out there with them, and it was just a different sort of thing to watch the game with people that understood it, as, you know, rather than you sort of uh, trying to watch it in, in highlights and stuff like that. It, you know, we were getting the games live out there, and it was that that really drew me back in. I mean, that was what back in two thousand nine, I think two thousand ten, something like that um but yeah always been a bulls fan um and then it was just i think the reason why we started to see red was because we, we needed other people to talk to um <laughs> in a similar position you know there's nothing worse than watching a game at one o'clock in the morning and you just sat there by yourself <laughs> and It was it's just, yeah, I mean, I, I know obviously you grew up in Europe as well, didn't you? So you yeah. you know how hard it is to to watch the games. It, it's yeah, it's not not easy, but one o'clock tips are a normal thing for us now. So yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it was terrible. Like, I, cause that was before we had to watch it when I was living to Germany, and Italy, like that was before even league pass was even a thing. Like he mm-hmm. literally used to be stuck on whatever showed on uh, AFN was the, the American forces network. And when it did show, yeah, say up to one, two o'clock in the morning, thank God my dad's born and raised in Chicago. And he let me do it because I would be up and then he'd have to wake me up at six o'clock in the morning to get ready for school. I'm like, Hey man, yeah. I just I just watched the Bulls lose. It sucked, and then, that was especially during the baby bull era. To watch it, stay up to two o'clock in the morning to watch Eddie Curry play basketball is a unique type of hell that I would never <laughs> wish on anybody in life. So. Oh man, that was tough. That was tough. Uh, who's your guys' favorite uh, three Bulls of all time? I'll let you, Neil. Okay.
3: Well, obviously, number one man is Michael Jordan. Um second of all is you gotta go d rose um, and then I'm probably torn in third place between uh Dennis and Joakim.
1: it's mm. a nice list that's fair that's fair what about you man
3: yeah it's, uh,
2: it's obviously m j um big rodman fan as well you know he's my type of player you know he's he's not a star by any means, but he knew what he had to do, and he did it and Obviously, the character that comes with him as well—you just, how can you not love him? And then, yeah, you know, D Rose, Joachim, yeah, again, Joachim's that kind of guy. You know, you just, you knew what you were going to get with him. Um, obviously, we, we were lucky enough to meet him in in Paris as well, mm-hmm. which, and he is seems like a genuinely nice guy as well. So, yeah, I'd I'd say pretty similar list to be fair.
1: That's fair. That's fair. My, mine, just, of course, MJ, D-Rose, no slight to Pippin. And then Joakim. Joakim No is one the, probably my favorite Bull of all time, if we're not talking about on the court. Like, just, I, I got to meet him once. Um, but outside of that, just, my, the turnaround on my story, I don't know if you guys heard it or not, but, like, I hated the Bulls when they drafted Joakim No. I thought it was a waste of a pick. I didn't think he was going to turn into anything. That first season was so up and down, and then by the end of his second season, not only did I have a Joe Kim Noah jersey, my son had a Joe Kim Noah jersey, <laughs> and we were a huge Joe Kim Noah fans. So, like, just for to me to do a complete 180 on a player from when they were drafted to when he was finally traded away, it was like a, I had to take a moment, because it was like the end of an era. Like, Joe Kim Noah meant so much to that Bulls team, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: I think a lot of people felt like that about Joaquin when he was first drafted, though, didn't they? Yeah. Because you know he was this funky-looking guy with this weird curly hair and and you know stuffed into his cap and and you know he kind of has this weird tornado shot and yeah, he just didn't see how he was going to fit in or have any kind of an impact on the team. But like you say, I mean, I think we all fell in love with him very very quickly. He was just infectious.
1: Yeah, for sure, the heart and soul of that Bulls team. Even though Derrick Rose is the best player. Uh Joke him was the heart and soul of that team. Um, hmm. but a- anything you guys want to ask me? I know I've kind of ran this uh here so far, but feel free to take it over. Anything you want to ask me, any questions, anything?
2: What did you make of Billy last night? Oh man, God. There's that a was lot terrible. going around about that That was
1: yeah. terrible, man. It, it every decision, and then to hear him explain it afterwards, it was just like Billy, how do you how did you come up with that explanation? Like him say he went defense. Kobe was playing better defense, I would say, and shooting the ball better than Pat Bev at that time. Kobe should have absolutely been in that game. Taking Drummond out when we got the lead when Drummond was in the game was another thing. And while I'm not a vooch hater by any stretch of the imagination, I believe that sometimes you just have teams that are just your matchup. And I think the Miami Heat, at least last night, was a great matchup for Andre Drummond. And to move away from him at the height of how good he was, at least let wait for him to cool off. It was right. just, it was so many head scratching decisions from Billy Donovan last night.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've said all year that Billy needs to, I mean, if, if Drummond's going to come back, he needs to learn how to play him. Yeah. He needs to learn when to sit him. Um, because a lot of the time he's let it go too far with him. And that's when the chaos ensues and the fouls start coming and stuff like that. Whereas if he just learn when he's just about to tip over the edge, then sit him. But like you say, yeah, either sits him too soon or too late and then he sits in for three games then. And it's just like, you know, I mean, Drummond, I know he's a bit of a, you know, a polarising figure as well. A lot of Bulls Nation don't like him, but personally, I think he's, he's come in and he's done a job. He was, I think he was better at the start of the year. Um, and then obviously whatever's gone on through the year has kind of knocked him. Obviously don't how Billy really sitting him. Um, yeah, he's just, I'm not a big fan of Billy's small ball lineups. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And last night with Billy as well. But, I mean, we've had some discussions in a in a chat today, um, and we've actually had it kind of explained to us by somebody who worked with the GB setup, uh, coaching wise. He it, it, it sort of worked with Ben Gordon and that when he was over here. and Says he's worked with Nick Nurse and um, Chris Fleming, and. Uh, he kind of explained to us that although Kobe was hot, he was he was starting to, you know, you've got to learn, what, as a coach, you know when to pull him, and that's maybe why he did, but, well, it, it, you know, it was essentially a game seven last night, and, yeah. you know, Kobe was hot, you know, he was mm-hmm. hitting his threes, like you say, his defence was there, and Pat Bevere had been bad all night. You know I mean? That, that foul he got on a bio where he, looked like he was trying to leapfrog him yeah (laughs) you know it's just that was the crazy side of Pat Bev coming through and the amount of wide open threes he was missing you're just thinking Kobe's more than capable of defending at that you know and I mean I I don't know how many minutes Kobe ended up with last night but there was four minutes left when he got pulled I'm sure he could have got another two minutes out of it at least before and I think Mm -hmm. in that two minutes he could have hit maybe another three threes and the game's out of reach. But obviously, we've got Jimmy Butler coming through, didn't we? <laughs> That's
1: for sure. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, well, I'm not a big Jimmy Butler fan, yeah. which I know <laughs> upsets a lot of Bulls Nation, but is just not my not my type of player.
1: Yeah, he got Hollywood as hell, right, towards the end of that, that yeah, stretch of yeah. the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, he did. Hey, anything left?
3: Just um, where where do you see this team going now in the off season and moving forward into next season, and what would you like to see?
1: I, that's been the biggest question, because like, I I can see so many different routes that they would go, um, and it, it really depends. I think on. If, if Vooch does want to return, if the Bulls do bring back Vooch, like, you know, everybody says that they want that to re-sign here. So if that does happen, I think at that point you have to start because Vooch has had to sacrifice the most of his game. And I, I think some some fans don't realize that, especially if you don't watch the game. A lot of fans, you know, they they don't get a chance to watch. I don't mean that as a negative. I, and I, I really, I love DeMar. I love what he's meant. I love the mentorship. But I really do think to help modernize this offense and this team to add more shooting, Um, unless DeMar all of a sudden is – hey, DeMar's added stuff to his game. So unless he just adds a three-point shot to his game, I do think that, you know, moving DeMar is probably the best choice. I think he's going to get you a lot back, being an expiring Mm -hmm. contract, a veteran, things like that. And uh, I just want to see this team add some shooting. Uh, I I wouldn't mind seeing Kobe White at least get a chance to start as the starting point guard in the season and just see how, how it works. I think his best role is going to be off the bench, but hey, maybe maybe, maybe I have been wrong before. So, um, but ultimately I just I just want to see talent added. So I don't have like a list of players that I want the Bulls to go out and get for sure because at the end of the day I just look at it like this. We just need we need some shooting, we need some size, and we need better talent specifically off the bench. if We're going to keep most of the starters. And um and let's hope for the best. Uh, ideally I would like to see the move on from Billy Donovan, but that's definitely not going to happen, so. <laughs> That extension, no, not, man, it still doesn't make any sense to me. The, the secret
3: extension. Yeah. It, <laughs> have the Bulls even come out and admitted that they've done that? They haven't. They still have Even
1: I thought maybe in this press conference today was going to be the time to do it. They still yeah. have not officially – we don't know the years. We don't know any – they have not officially not, said anything about the extension. It's crazy.
2: That's yeah. one thing that I didn't understand is obviously before the season started, we said we were going to start talking with Vooch. Yeah. It was it during pre season and uh, training camp and stuff like that, and then nothing comes, and then the extension that does come is Billy. and You think, well, how have you flipped between the two? It's just doesn't make it. You know, now we're sat wondering what's going to go on with it, which is just. Mm. You know, it, I haven't been impressed with Ak. To be fair, this mm. this last year, I think he's he's really got a win Bulls nation back this off season. So.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Cause I mean, he came in, he made some moves, and I mean, hats off to him for getting DeMar, Crusoe, and Lonzo in the season that we didn't have any cap space per se. But like you you kicked the can down the road last offseason. You cannot mm. do this this offseason. You have to do something meaningful this offseason. So
3: Yeah. And they're gonna have to try and get creative too, because we don't have much in the way of cap space or in the way of assets really to yeah. to work with. We certainly don't have any uh any draft picks
1: to play around with Man. unless we get lucky again and we got a 1.7 chance at the number 1 overall pick i mean if if this season ends with the bulls actually keeping that pick and it falls in the top 4 it'll just be it'll bring home even more how up and down the season has been like that would be crazy <laughs> yeah. I, w- I wouldn't even know how to react to that i wouldn't my brain may, may shut down for 24 hours to just <laughs> process what just happened so but all right, fellas, man, I appreciate you guys so much, man. I'm not going to hold you too much longer. I know it's late. I know you guys don't usually record on the weekends, man. Thank you so much. Go ahead and tell them where they can find you guys and your show, man. And uh, let's get up out of here.
3: Yeah, uh, well, you can find uh, us on all the socials. We're, we're there under CREG UK. We're uh, very active on, on Twitter uh, at CREG UK. Um, you'll find me at Neil CREG UK on Twitter. And uh you'll also find us on Facebook and Insta and, and uh, then we have the podcast as well. I'll let Matt tell you about that.
2: Yeah, as Neil says, you can find us on all the socials, it's quite simply at C UK. Um obviously we have our own accounts as well. And yeah, the podcast uh C Red UK, it's a Chicago Bulls thing. Um, you know, it's only been going a few months, so check it out. And uh yeah, as he says we're always interactive on the on the socials, so if you've got any criticism of it we'll uh we'll come back at
1: you <laughs> <laughs> i love that about you guys man you guys are definitely fun on socials. that's how we got connected man and y'all make sure you guys go and check them out if you want to follow me you can do so at ceo hayes the podcast is at bull central uh and that's it man we out this mug i'll see you guys later Peace, thanks
0: this has been a presentation of the break break media, media. media.